Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Welcome back to my house. We got room for all y'all. Come on in. Lots of water questions lining up here this morning. Lots of water questions. Kind of been dealing with that for about the last two weeks, uh, both here on the show, uh, on the internet machine at rosieonthehouse.com, as well as at the office during the week. Lots of questions about water. But when you have an event like we recently had, it does introduce situations that surprise a lot of people. For sure. It does. Hey, can I remind everybody to vote this weekend? This is the last weekend for the two um, contests we're in. One's for Arizona Big Media for Best Referral Network, number one referral network in the state. And um, just go to Arizona Big Media. But you can also just make it easy and go to our Facebook page, rosieonthehouse.com. The links are right there. All you do is click and vote. So there's that one here. And then Tucson, the Tucson Daily Star Reader's Choice Award. You just um, that also is on our Facebook page. So if you'll help us out to be the best referral network as well. Yeah, take a couple minutes for those of you that contact us constantly about the quality of contractors we're sending to your home. Uh, we have for 13 years in a row been voted the number one contractor referral directory in all of Arizona. I don't know how those other companies say what they say. Only Rosie on the house is number one. That's very, I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you humbly, that's due to all the work our team puts in to screening the contractors that live on that website. And the work our guys do, get constant affirmation that they are the best. They are great guys, hardworking people who would do a good job. We're going to continue talking water. Uh, We're going to be talking about shower heads. The other thing we're going to be talking about is uh, got a lot of questions this week about, okay, my uh, ceiling collapsed. Uh, we did have a roof leak. Uh, I think there's a picture on our Facebook page of a Jeep sitting in a garage with a drywall ceiling <laughs> sitting on top of the Jeep. <laughs> so oh, you want that? Oh, gosh. You walk out, and uh, you're going you're gonna to run to the gym in the early morning and start the day positive and Get it fired up and going, and you open the garage door, and you've got the garage ceiling sitting on top of your car. Uh, so we're going to treat your question on what to do in those particular scenarios. Maybe you just got a water stain on your drywall ceiling. Maybe you were lucky. Maybe it was a small leak. And once the water absorbs all the tannins that are in the roof deck, and the joists, and the rafters, and all the dirt and the muck that's in your insulation, and carries that into your drywall, gravity pulls it through to the surface, and then your air conditioner is constantly working to pull humidity out of the air, the drywall eventually dries. But all of the muck that was brought into that sheetrock by the roof leak stays, and you've got this brown water stain on the ceiling and you've if you've ever tried to solve that before you know paint will not cover it it'll just bleed right through so what i 
encourage you to do is wipe the area down with a sponge and clean it real well. And if the stain is the size of a basketball, clean an area three to four times that big, okay? Then that area, three to four times bigger than the stain, you will then treat it with a product like Kills, which you can buy at any hardware store. Uh, you spray it on there, and it will seal the stain in. Now, if you only spray the stain, the next time the room gets humid, that stain will migrate out past the area that you sprayed the Kills. That's why you want to spray an area three to four times the size of the actual stain. Allow the kills, and there's there's Benzer makes a product, Kills makes a product. It's a it's a stain blocking uh, lacquer product. Once that dries, then you repaint the ceiling. If you've got the old popcorn ceiling, well, you're in a mess. <laughs> that might be a really good time for you to go ahead and just take it all down. So if you're dealing with a stained drywall, it's important to use the right product to block the stain, and it's important to apply it to an area two, three, or four times the area of the stain. Let it dry, then paint. And then don't forget, try and find out where the water came from, and let's get that taken care of so we don't have to deal with it again. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie for you. Ten o'clock hour. Our third and final hour of our Saturday morning broadcast. Uh, whatever you want to talk about, your home, castle, or cabin. Stephen, welcome to the program. How may we help you? Yes, I've got a persistent uh, air in the hot water line. And what makes you think it's the hot water side? Um, that's the only side it's coming out in. I, I don't use the, the hot water in, in the summertime, and I, I put the, uh, the gas hot water heater on uh, vacation. Um, my uh, uh, my uh, plumbing runs on the outside of the house, and I have a block uh, house. I also have a, a pressure reduction valve, and I just can't seem to figure where the... Uh, uh, I, I've looked at the meter, and, and the water doesn't seem to uh, be uh, moving. Well, when you say you put your but, water heater on vacation, are you saying you just completely turn it off, or you just don't ask for no, hot it's, water? No, it, 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 it's, it's just put to, to the vacation use. Very low temperature. Yeah, yeah, very low. It's not off, but it, it, it's next to nothing. But So but when you it, ask like for hot water, you get air sputtering I, I first. Well, yeah, I rarely use hot water in the summertime, but when I use it, it's got all sorts of air in it every day. And are you only incurring this during the summer, Stephen? In the winter, well, when mostly, you've got the when you've got the water heater turned back on, and you're using it more often, does that solve the problem? Yeah, we don't notice it in in the yeah. Uh, yeah the time of year we use it. But I, I'm wondering if, if if it's this pressure reduction valve. I don't think that's the problem. I like homes with pressure reduction valves. Do you know what you have the pressure set to, Stephen? The, uh, the, well, um, 
there's a hose bib in back and there's a hose bib in front, and uh, the the one in front doesn't uh, have the pressure reduction, and and it's twice twice the pressure. Um, I I was getting uh, clanking uh, plumbing uh, uh-huh. before before uh, uh, when I put in the uh, we put had that pressure reduction valve put in. Okay, Stephen, I tell you what, I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to have to talk more offline because I've got a lot more questions to ask. We, where we've placed that pressure reduction valve may be a part of the problem. It should be at the entry manifold to your house, and it should be impacting every single faucet, every single hose bib, every single plumbing fixture on your property. But the fact you're only incur, incurring this in the summer with the water heater set to low uh, lots of other questions. You have circulating pumps on, or, you know, we'll, we'll get to the bottom and, of it, but I'm going I'm to have to go deeper than I want to go on air with everybody. And if the water out of the water heater is being pumped out from the top, would it automatically refill if that water, if there's a leak in that water heater line that drains it? Or is it only pumping water when he's asking for it? So let's say, you know, he's got a completely full hot water line, uses it, doesn't use it for two weeks and a little leak somewhere drains that whole line. It should be filling it back up, shouldn't it? And if he's got a circulating valve on it with a with a link, it could be back draining just enough to. It, it shouldn't be. Yeah, the only but way air it, gets in the line is there's a a break somewhere in the integrity of your piping system. And it could be something so simple as depending on the age of the house and its own masonry with the plumbing on the outside. He possibly could have a bad gasket on a bathroom valve on the hot water side. Whereas the water's being used, that bad gasket is actually allowing water back to be siphoned back into the system. So, and he doesn't notice it in the winter because it's being used regularly. That's enough. right. The leak is so small, it doesn't have time to ever you know, present itself. Just another one of those nagging little problems I love to get to the bottom of. So, Stephen, we'll, we'll keep digging for you. Uh, I'll be I'll be reaching out to you. We'll do what we have to to find out why this is. Elise is next on the line at one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight one triple eight Rosie for you. Welcome to the program. Hi, I was calling because I um, have water that is leaking from somewhere, um, and there's a couple of components to it. The first part um, is that my water bill um, has gone from like seventy dollars a month to 150 and um, over the course of like the past four months. So I had a plumber come out and check for a slab leak and um, he didn't find a leak. So then I had um, a landscaper come out and look for a leak in the landscape and he didn't see anything there. So they were pointing towards maybe something with the pool. But the other part of it is that I have a few sinkholes that are developing um, around the house. And um, so, yeah. All of this was going right according to schedule. I knew exactly what I was going to tell you to do. And then the sinkholes. Then the sinkholes came up. (laughs) I tell you what, Alyssa, do you have time just to hang on a minute? We're going to have to take a short station break. Let me noodle on this for a few minutes. I've got a few things I want you to check, but I don't have time to cover it right now. Hold on, dear. I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to go on a short break. And uh, she did mention that the pool filler is on, 
and they haven't checked the pool yet. So I think that's the first place I'm going to take her when we get back right after this short break. Alyssa and her skyrocketing water bills. You tell all your friends. In our attempt to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend, we become your handyman and try and solve dilemmas, problems, or moments or events of anxiety around your house, home, castle, or cabin. Let's bring Alyssa back into the conversation. We're talking about an exorbitant skyrocketing water, skyrocketing water bill at her home. Uh, Alyssa, one of the things I'd like you to check first is the swimming pool you've got an automatic filler on there here's a here's a very simple way you can check to see it's not foolproof and it's not absolutely accurate but it's a very easy way to check i want you to get to the hardware store and buy a five gallon bucket empty bucket and if you do your own pool maintenance you got a chlorine bucket that's probably probably empty pretty soon yeah anyway. Get a, get a five-gallon bucket wherever you have to go to pick one up and fill it with enough water to sink the bucket to the second step in your swimming pool. Now, when the bucket sits on that step, I want the water inside the bucket to be at exactly the same level as the water in the pool on the outside of the bucket. Turn your pool filler off. The water level in the bucket should evaporate at the same rate the swimming pool water evaporates. If after two or three days, you detect that the swimming pool water is significantly lower than the water in that bucket, we're losing more swimming pool water than we should. If we're losing more water than we should, and that filler is constantly having to stay on. That is a water spike event that's fairly common. So do that simple test. Uh, there are more complicated, more detailed tests we can do, but that's where we start. That's That test gets done for the price of a five-gallon bucket, about three bucks. <laughs> if we have to start spending a bringing money spending money to bring equipment to find those leaks in the pool we're going to spend quite a bit more than that but we have the equipment available to do that if necessary now the sinkholes are a whole nother issue that that worry me tremendously uh, i'd like to uh, get your address off air uh, i'd like to take a satellite image of your home and then i'd like to get you back on the phone and talk to you about where are the irrigation valves where is the manifold to your house? Where's the water meter to your house? And circle for me on this satellite image where the sinkholes are to see if there's any correlation to where those plumbing devices are and the sinkhole is occurring. So I'll be in touch with you. Get your exact address. I don't want you to give it to me over the air. And I'll do that little sit-at-my-desk satellite observation for you. In the meantime, go get a five-gallon bucket and do what I said to do on the second step of the swimming pool. Turn that automatic filler off 
and uh, let's talk in a day or two. All right. One of the things we're going to talk about in the next hour are shower heads and what impact they can have. We're talking water all month long. And if you haven't shopped for a shower head recently, I know it's not good English, but you just ain't going to believe what's available out there. It's absolutely incredible. It's like I tell people when they're shopping for kitchen appliances. If you haven't shopped kitchen appliances recently and the last time you did your kitchen, you got all your appliances for $2,800. Baby, all I can tell you, you got a big surprise coming. Oh, man, absolutely. So if you haven't shopped showerheads, Romy, do you know you can buy a showerhead that sings to you? Plays music or sings to you? Plays music. Plays music. I it, did know it, that. It plays your it, it plays your music selection. You feed it through a Bluetooth. <laughs> I did know that. You can get in there and listen to you, you can have your daughters get in there and you can then you can put your music on. That might shorten their, their shower time. <laughs> Save you a little hot water. It was a gift I bought Carol when she went away to college. And she said it was all of her, her, her dorm suite mates' best gift that any of them had. And they'd all go shower and play their music. But it does tend to make for a longer shower. Did you know you can buy shower heads that have aroma therapy? Aroma therapy? You were talking earlier about the wonderful smell of greasewood on the rain on the desert. Well, how would you like to have that that smell in your shower? Hmm. I'd buy that. Yeah, would you Creosote? buy that? Oh, creosote smell? Yeah. Every time you... Oh, I love that smell. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it was the soap Native Americans used for under, until, until white man brought lye. <laughs> you know, but creosote's one of the most natural, aromatic, and cleansing saps there is. It makes a great soap. But maybe, maybe you'd prefer lavender. We also have, well, so we'll talk about shower heads in the next segment. Ben's also on the line with an air conditioning question. one 767 4348 And a texter wanted to know, what's the dye and weed killer for? You know, that's just to, oh. that's for the applicator to mark where he's already sprayed. And yes, it will fade and disappear over time. If you're doing it for your home property, probably an overkill and something you don't need to spend the money on. That's just, like I said, it's extra dye to mark where your wand has passed. thankful for amen all the flooding we're experiencing you know pretty typical monsoon season been dry a couple years but all the water influx nothing new did you see that uh, nasa warned the wobble and the moon's orbit could cause flooding shortly after that you saw all the flooding in west europe and then uh, parts of china and asia moon wobble moon wobble is causing this According to NASA. 
not in Arizona. One more reason to be proud and happy that you live in the great state of Arizona. Well, and did you see that in Dubai, they're using drones? Oh, I got that for a, next week. To electric charge the particles in the air yep. and create oh, clouds? Yeah. Yep, got that, got that set up for next week. We're talking about, in this particular segment right here, about shower heads. And if you haven't, you know, as, as a remodeling contractor, uh, bathroom remodeling does tend to be one of the projects we're called out to uh, homeowners uh, very, very, very often. Uh, uh, kitchens and baths tend to be the biggest demand of requests that we've been servicing for a long time. And people always ask me about pictures they've seen in magazines or on the internet of showers, luxury showers with multiple heads. Well, I want body sprays here and I want shower heads here and I want the rainforest shower head directly above my head. It's amazing how much coaching we have to go through with folks. Well, we can do all that, but if you want your master shower with that many shower heads, know this. Before we buy one shower head, you're going to spend about $4,000 bringing a larger plumbing line from your water meter all the way to your master shower. Most homes are run with three-quarter or one-inch water lines, and it just isn't enough water for you to flow that many shower heads. So it's an expensive option. Uh, and Jennifer and I recently stayed in a nice resort where it had the shower head. And I said, oh, Jennifer's going to like this. I bet she's, she's going to want this at home now. The, you're talking about the rain ones? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too different from what I'm used to. It's not enough water force to, I don't know, I just don't like it. And there's no way to shower in that without getting your hair wet. That's true. That's true. There's just it's, it's okay for something novel, but no, I don't want it every day. So I'll let you off the hook on that one. You don't have to spend 4000 upgrading our plumbing. Fantastic. But there are some great ones you can use that don't require all that. They've got, the Kohler has those really neat ones with um, aromatherapy in them, like you guys mentioned. Yeah. Um, those are really super cool. Kind of little spa experience. During COVID, people were looking for ways to feel a little comfort. So that was kind of a cool thing they could do, a little spa effect. It seems like the head we're installing more often than not is on a flex cord that mounts on the wall that you can take down. And it has a, a multi-use massage function dial-up in the actual wand itself. That seems to be what is most popular it, it, for our clients that we're currently working with right now. That's not to say they don't have a fixed shower head in the shower somewheres, but the wand handheld that you can take down. And I'll tell you the other thing people are using a lot right now is they want a little fold-down bench that they can actually just sit down and let the hot water just run over their shoulders or give them a place to shave their legs, rest, relax, that sauna environment. Yeah. I found some really neat ones. Um, you know, traditionally, all those kind of things have been considered to be kind of medical-grade and sterile. But KBiz, um, our um, kitchen and bath show, international show that we like, um, awarded a, a company by the name of Designed by Intent, and it's a woman-owned company, and they have some what they would consider luxury items in that department. And one of them is their sit-down shower, and it has a piece that 
you would expect. It's just kind of a pretty flat contoured surface, comes in different metal um, finishes. But then it also has another piece that goes against the wall, so it's as if it's still in your back up against and actually has some armrests. So um, kind of nice options. And then, um, yeah, so there's all kinds of things you can do that aren't, that don't look like you're in a hospital. And we never talk to people about showers without talking about how are we going to drain it. Uh, the barrier-free entry seems to be very common right now. Uh, well, it's one of the most fantastic things to do for someone aging in place or someone absolutely. injured to keep from having to step over things and fall. That balance thing gets to be such an issue, and falling um, is way up there in percentage of for older people. Um, falling in, ends up uh, leading to other many other complications and and injuries. a high percentage of those falls are occurring in the bathroom like 83% 83% of the falls for the elderly are occurring in the bathroom so the zero barrier the barrier free entrance into the showers not only is becoming practical um uh for the in the case that you would be limited mobility in a wheelchair but they become very sexy. People just want them. They just look great. But then we've got to deal with how are we going to treat the floor so it isn't slippery. And we've experimented with several things at our house and, and with our clients. We have. So you don't want to choose a real slippery tile. We have an older bathroom in you like three years ago, you spent a bunch of money to have our whole bathroom tile cleaned up and it was beautiful and slick and shiny. And then you were injured and you were coming home and you were pretty weak. So I investigated and found a product called Slip Doctor and I ruined that new tile floor because, I mean, it's not as shiny. It's, it's fine, but it, um, you, it's a, a liquid you paint on. And it makes fine etching lines into whatever surface. There's different ones. It's called Slip Doctor. You can find it at slipdoctor.com. And you can find it for bathtubs and for tiles and even different kinds of um, flooring where you would just paint it on there. It's simple. And then it just you leave it for a few minutes and then you wipe it off and it creates that etching. And it, it's still, um, it, it lasts forever because it's, it's a permanent change in that flooring. Etches it just enough not to visibly, vis visually change the look of the shower, but it does give your foot just a little bit of resistance. We've tried rubber mats. Uh, they seem to work pretty well, but they can be hard on your feet. And they're uh, ugly. <laughs> but rubber is one of the best things you could do as far as if you really need to be careful with someone. Um, we tried a new one recently, also from this Design by Intent company. They carry it. It's a it was a beautiful teak um, mat that you put in your floor and has little rubber feet on it. And it is very hard to move. And if you just put it up against all the way up against the wall, it it's very, very stable. And that's been really nice. The water flows under it. It's a really nice surface to stand on. And then we see people installing handrails, which are very, very common anymore. I would only like to tell you, let you know, that generally speaking, it's considered these handlebars need to be capable of withholding and supporting 250 pounds of force. That's so minimum. If that's you, minimum yeah, requirement. It's min so okay. if you don't know how to anchor these, don't try it yourself because there's nothing worse than someone slipping, grabbing something they think is going to support them and have it come off in their hands. A minimum 
150 pounds of force. That bar must be able to withstand that as an absolute minimum. And you have it, to also know how to find your studs in the wall. There's there's studs in the wall with stud finders. You can do the Franklin stud finder uh, at the e-commerce store. And but and there are many other ways you can accomplish that. But uh, if you're not familiar with accomplishing it, please trust somebody that does. And those stud finders, you wouldn't necessarily go right through the shower. You would go up to the drywall above the shower, find the stud, mm. and then take a plumb line down and mark your, your anchor points. You don't try and find the stud through the porcelain or tile. Oh, true. Um, yeah. Go go to the top on the drywall. And that's one of the great things about the Franklin sensor. It has the digital lights on it. So it doesn't just say, hey, here's a stud. You could be on the very edge of the stud. So by the time you go down and drill through the porcelain, your thread may not be centered into the stud. That light will show you that each edge of that mm -hmm. stud, so you know when you're right in the middle down at your anchor point, you could even get two or three uh, anchor points into that one stud. So one of the items we sell at Rosie on the House e-store, but that is our weekly to-do shower heads. If you follow along in our home maintenance calendar, we have one item a week we tackle. It has to do with some area of maintenance or improvement on your home castle or cabin. You can schedule those or complete those in your home maintenance app. You can download it rosieonthehouse.com slash app and keep up with all of the uh, maintenance and uh, you know it creates a history of record of all the improvements and maintenance you've completed on your home and it helps you do predictive, uh, I'd say, you know, predictive projects and cash flow management. So if you've got, you know, an air conditioning unit that's life expectancy is 15 years and you're at year number eight, it'll tell you how much you can expect to pay and need to save between now and the end of that eight years. So you're prepared to make that investment to replace the equipment. And you do that with all the elements in your home, your roof, your uh all the other, other electronic items, your refrigerator, your washing machine, you can, you know, really get the whole big picture about what it really costs to financially operate, manage your home. And then, you know, it lets you be in control of your home instead of your home in, in control of you. Just one of the features that we've found to help become every Arizona homeowner's best friend as, uh, as we take the future of housing into the digital age here at Rosie on the House, it's, you know, keeping... Uh, next week, as if you're following along in that calendar, and we go to a new month, let me flip my calendar here. It is a physical calendar we hand out. Uh, if you're already on the mailing list, don't worry, you'll be on it. But we're going to be talking about avoiding a flash flood. Now, ideally, that one would have been in there six weeks ago. But when we put <laughs> these calendars together 18 months ahead of time, you get, it's not always, uh, you know, you, you can't control the weather. And when it comes, and we were anticipating a little bit uh, later of a rainfall than we got. But nonetheless, if uh, that'll be our talking point for next week. And, you know, another, we talk about the constant growth into the state. No secret that we're getting <gasps> a lot. Another scary article right on the front page of the mansion section of the Wall Street Journal. Phoenix is turning vacationers into residents. It is. And it's also creating concern that a lot of pricing out of the market for locals as well. It is, but the reason we're do, we're seeing the increase is another article in the Wall Street Journal. This is from Monday. Phoenix home prices have risen faster 
on an annual basis than any other metro area in America for 23 straight months. And they interview a couple of realtors in here. We've exceeded San Diego, Seattle, Boston, Dallas, Tampa. And what the realtors are telling us is some of these places, California in particular, when they see what their homes can be sold for and what they can come here and buy, there's, there's actually a story of a couple renting a home in Santa Barbara, waiting for the home prices to come down where they could afford it, took a vacation to Phoenix. So, well, look what we can buy in Phoenix. And they're now Phoenix residents. So the housing market in Phoenix stays on a tear, an absolute tear, setting a record for being the fastest growing home value for 23 straight months. All right. We'd like to thank you all for tuning in to Rosie on the House, where we see the only thing that you can catch at Rosie on the House is an ear-to-ear smile, a happy heart, and a positive attitude. And we hope we've done something in the last three hours to plant those things in your soul, in your heart, on your body, that you are now recharged to stand up to the anxieties and the pressures of the real world for one more week. If you need another little fix, you can always find us at rosieonthehouse.com where our webpage lives, where we have hundreds and hundreds of free resources for you, the Arizona homeowner. What's our takeaways for today's show? Well, hey, Romy, what's going on with your headset? <laughs> I was so distracted. I could I thought it snapped and broke. Hand. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of little um Lydia Jacoby from I get to the add Olympics. It to this pile of six other broken headsets <laughs> oh, that are sitting gosh. here in the studio. Well, you I don't know if you had Time a chance to bring to, my own, I think. Yeah, right? The the gymnastics uh Lydia, she was in swimmer, the swimmer. swimmer in the Olympics, jumped into the water, and her goggles came down around her mouth. And she Oops. swam her entire uh, event with her goggles on her mouth. So that's kind of what you already, remind me of this morning. Already hard enough to breathe in I the know, water. I know, but that's what they were that. saying. How do you breathe through your goggles? But How'd she do heart. in the race? Well, it was a it was a new event. It's um, four people, two men, two women. So it was a little different. Huh. So yes. it was hard to kind of tell. But they didn't uh, place. Yeah, the she, U.S. She didn't did do job. very well, but uh, she did great. I mean, she did she, great. She, she didn't she, miss a beat. She just ad libbed the whole thing. The she, U.S. was out of the race when she got in the water. Yeah, you know, and wasn't her fault at all. But that was pretty amazing. You know? Yeah, but it was funny to watch with the eye goggles down yeah. over your nose, covering your mouth. That oh, when if, she gets back home to Seward, Alaska, she's a hero. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She did great. The Olympics have been fun to watch. They're a little politicized and a little overcharged, but just like everything else I, in the world, you just have to learn to digest it and don't you, let it beat you up. No, you watch it on mute. You can watch it oh, on mute. Oh, there you mute. go. Just watch it. The, I hate to short the kids who spent so much time, you know, all the athletes, who, men and women who put all their effort into this and... You know, it's just fun to watch what you can do and for the kids to see what it takes to get something done like that. After the viewing last night, uh, Jennifer and I didn't quite have enough. So we YouTubed uh, Olympic moments 
And we landed on a YouTube channel that were great Olympic gymnastic moments over the years with Chris Schenkel announcing. And it was, uh, uh, who, who were some of those? Oh. Corbett, Olga. Uh, gosh, it was just, it was fantastic watching all those amazing feats of physical. And the men on those, the is it the horizontal vault thing? What is that? Well, oh, you you're talking pommel horse and you got the rings. Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Just fantastic. But it was funny to watch the evolution of it all. In the beginning, the women that were doing the parallel bars, there wasn't really a muscle showing. You know, they had these little, it was just funny to see where it's come. <laughs> well, my takeaways for today's show are the value of water in Arizona and what we can all do in a little way at our own house to cut down our consumption and to explore the options of rain harvesting. And we talked a little bit about the millions and millions of gallons that didn't get harvested because we haven't been properly thinking about this. Not significant big changes we all have to make, but all little things we need to be thinking about. It's always been like, well, it costs too much money because the, you know, what water you're collecting the infrastructure for that, you never get a return on your investment. Well, I think we're probably going to see a change in that because um, I, I think if the water shortages continue, the price of water is going to go up, and all of a sudden that's going to become real affordable so you could even get ahead of that and be proactive. And, you know, that proactive approach may prevent the need for any, any shortages down the road if we we're better stewards of the water we have. And it'll make it'll, it'll make it's going to be uh, a quality of life investment. It'll make water uh, availability for all the Californians that are moving in. <laughs> I, I like your idea. Yeah, I that like was your the idea. one thing we they, missed in the '60s. They, they, <laughs> they should move here with with uh, transporting their California water allocation with them. They should come with that. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of foresight, but I don't think you know. No one could have predicted the outflow of California that we would have ended up with here. Next Saturday, uh, it starts a brand new month. It's August, and it'll be, I know we've talked a lot about water today, uh, but it is Water Resource Month. We've got a lot of great guests, Arizona Department of Resources, um, the Water Use It Wisely. They've got a brand new uh, looking campaign they're rolling out with, and all the different elements and aspects that water, and, and this will be in our 9 o'clock hour on the house hour and all the things you can do around your home castle or cabin to become better stewards of our valuable water resources and that calendar if you're not already on the mailing list you can just let us know where and we'll send that to you when the calendar uh, is available here next month if you're already on the mailing list don't worry unless you ask to be removed we haven't taken you off so you'll get your home maintenance calendar uh, here within the next couple months until then R-O-S-I-E, Rosie on the house.com. If you have any questions during the week or you're looking for a service provider to get projects done around your home, castle, or cabin. <laughs>